Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. It's time for our monthly catch-up with RNIB and the latest campaigns news for you. We'll look at some of the new campaigns, updates on some current ones, and there's also ways that you can get involved as well, or even ask the campaigns team to look into something which affects you as a blind or partially sighted person. Jessica Hall is here. Jessica, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's start off then with the results of some research. We were looking over the past few months at independent voting or accessible voting in elections. That's right. As you may remember, we surveyed blind and partially sighted voters in the general election 2017. And the results of that survey are now in and they're not good. We found that only one in four blind and partially sighted voters said that the current system let them vote independently and in secret. We also found that eight in 10 people who use the tactile template when they visit the polling station voted with a companion or a member of staff present. It's clear that blind and partially sighted people are still facing unacceptable barriers to voting independently and in secret. And half the people we surveyed said that they wanted to be able to use an alternative to the current system to be able to vote online or over the phone. So what happens now? Well, on the basis of the results, we're going to be calling for three significant changes to the current voting system. Firstly, we want the current tactile voting device to be replaced with a new accessible voting system, one that guarantees that blind and partially sighted voters can review the candidates on the ballot paper themselves. They should be able to reliably find and mark their chosen candidate on the official ballot paper and vitally be in sole control of the secrecy of their vote. Secondly, we want to eradicate the breakdowns in the system that stop blind and partially sighted voters exercising their legal right to vote without any assistance and to vote in secret. And beyond that, there needs to be a shift in the culture of accessible voting. At the moment, assisting someone to vote is routine, but we want independent voting to be the norm. And thirdly, by the 2022 general election, we want an alternative option for blind and partially sighted people to cast their vote, to have the opportunity to either vote online or over the phone if it's not possible to attend a polling station. We'll keep people in the loop as work progresses. And if you want to read the full turned out 2017 report, you can find it at www.rnib.org.uk forward slash voting. And finally, while we're on the subject of voting, we were really pleased by the recent announcement from the UK government that local authorities can now use the Certificate of Vision Impairment records to ask people if they'd like accessible election information. This is a really important step forward for blind and partially sighted voters and enables local authorities to send accessible voting information directly to those that need it, which will make a huge difference. And RNIB is urging local governments to act quickly to implement this new provision. So while there's a lot of work still yet to be done to make voting fully accessible, we are making progress. I like your confidence there, Jess, that there won't be an election until 2022. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) on that topic, I used the tactile voting template and I had to show the person how it works because the way they put it down, if I had used that, uh, my vote would have been null and void because they had it sitting at the edge of the ballot paper pointing towards the box instead of having the the ballot paper underneath so I could lift the little flap and put the tick in the box so you know clearly a lot of work to go there and you know they've got several years now we hope to uh, to try and implement some of this some good news there and some good positive steps forward there with uh, accessible voting 
when we talk about uh, campaigning, Jess, we sometimes don't think about work that's done for blind or partially sighted children and young people, but RNIB does want more input from them and indeed their parents as well. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Our younger years shape the people we become and the opportunity, support and a quality education give us the chance to thrive as adults and take an active part in society. But children and young people with vision impairments are being denied the opportunities for a successful future time and again. And an increasingly disintegrating system is resulting in a postcode lottery of services. We want all children and young people to get a high quality of early year support, special education provision and independent living skills such as mobility training to give them the same life chances and opportunities as every other child in the UK. And here at RNIB, we're planning a new campaign to tackle this problem and fix the system of services for children and young people with vision impairment. And we spoke to George Holroyd, who is a parent to a child with visual impairments, about the challenges of the current system and why he wants to get involved in RNIB's new campaign. The first major problem is the fragmentation. So councils are encouraged now to commission services and not to provide services, which puts school more in charge. But this clearly doesn't work for low incidence and high needs groups because you end up with a postcode lottery and it, it's just utterly unfair in different parts of the country. What you need is a community of practitioners. You need a sensory service to provide good economies of scale. They can bring families together. They can have a library of different school resources for different children. They can match the right QTBI to the right child. Budgets are going down. Numbers of QTBIs are going down. Numbers of children are going up. I'm very keen to be involved in a campaign as a, as a parent of a blind child. You see just how important the service is. I mean, it, what, what the, the people do for Theo is just absolutely vital. It's the difference being able to read and, and write and not being able to, being able to access technology. And in terms of the campaign itself, I think we probably won't be able to change the whole system. I think the fragmentation still might be there. The funding is clearly still going to be tight. But hopefully, together with RNIB, we might be able to input some statutory quality standards. The quality standards exist, but they're utterly voluntary at the moment. And maybe some guidance for councils on the amount of provision that they need to provide for each child. Huge thanks to George for sharing his thoughts with us. And as you can hear, there are a vast number of problems and it's very complex. And as I mentioned, we're in the early stages of planning a campaign to tackle some of these issues. And it's vital for us to have as many young people and parents involved as possible to help shape and to lead it. So we're looking for parents with children with visual impairments and young people with visual impairment to share their stories and their experiences of education, health and social care, to take part in workshops, and working groups. If this is you and you would like to get involved, please do get in touch with us on the RNIB campaign hotline, which is 0207 391 2123, or email us on campaigns at rnib.org.uk. We want to see services that meet the needs of all children and young people with vision impairment from 0 to 25, and together we can make it happen. We will repeat those contact details in just a few minutes' time. Let's round off then with a victory, Jess. Absolutely. There were cheers of victory at Bradford's full council meeting as councillors voted to ban the use of advertising boards or A-boards, as they're known, on pavements across the district. Maxud Sheikh, who's our regional campaign officer for Yorkshire and the Humber, has been campaigning on this issue for some time alongside Bradford Association of Visually Impaired People, Homewood Visually Impaired Persons Group and other other disability groups in the area. 
back in December 2016, the Council's Health and Social Care Scrutiny Board had endorsed the success of a year-long trial of an A-board ban, and the board then recommended that to the Council to roll out the ban across the rest of the district. But in March this year, Bradford Council's Executive Board took the decision to allow the licence use of A-boards on pavement. So as you can imagine, campaigners in Bradford were very disappointed with that decision, but they didn't give up. And with the support of the Health and Social Care Scrutiny Board, they were successful in getting the issue debated at a meeting of the full council, leading to the decision of a full ban across the district and a long-awaited victory for campaigners. We spoke to Paul Robinson, who's the chairperson of Homewood Visually Impaired Persons Group, and he shared some of his thoughts with us. And he said, following all the hard work we've put in over the years, it's a great result. The decision shows that with perseverance, the democratic process can be used to bring about change and improvements for blind and partially sighted people. Our next step is to ask Bradford Council to adopt the RNIB Street Charter. So not just stopping with A-boards, but carrying on to get Street Charter um, embedded into the council's policies, which is great, fantastic work and a great success in Bradford. Now, if you're having similar problems in your local area with A-boards or with car parking or any other obstructions on pavement, then do visit our campaign pages for information and toolkits about how you can go about making a change for your local area. And you can also be in touch with your regional campaigns officer for advice. Fantastic news, um, Jess. And it really, once again, you know, we, we try to show how individuals just getting in touch with problems, you know, and getting involved in the campaigns themselves can actually make a huge difference to not just their lives, but the lives of other people with visual impairments as well. Absolutely. It's making a huge difference for, for lots of people in Bradford and we hope that we can see similar success across the country. All right. Just to remind us then, Jess, if people would like more info on the current campaigns or get involved or indeed just ask for some help or assistance, how can they do that? Do visit the campaign pages on RNIB's website. You can go to www.rnib.org.uk forward slash campaign. Or if you would like to speak to your regional campaigns officer, then you can call our campaigns hotline on 020 7391 2124. Jess, some great news there, some great campaigns for people to get involved in. Uh, we'll speak to you again next month, but in the meantime, thanks for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thanks for having me. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.